Welcome to the Bridge in the Generation podcast. I'm your host, Malaka Reeb. Today, I got a very special guest for y'all. Uh, my next guest is a songbird straight out of North Carolina, signed to Knife Wonders Jamla Imprint. She's been putting it down in the game for the past 10 years, releasing four solid projects, with the most recent being Boutique Hotel featuring the hit um, Japan. Along the way, she's collaborated artists such as Skazu, uh, uh, Smith & Wesson, David Banner, I mean, the list goes on. So before that said, it's an honor, pleasure to introduce the beautiful, the lovely Heather Victoria. Let's go. go. First of all, Get it. this is the this is the Bridging the Generation podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I can't complain. That's what's up. How's everything holding up? With I know it's crazy out here with the whole COVID nineteen, and you know it's a lot of madness going on. How how how's that? You know, has that affected you any type of way? Um, I feel like it's it's affected everybody. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm just grateful. I'm trying to stay busy. I'm working, doing music. Um, and you know, just taking everything one day at a time. Okay. No doubt. Well, look, I'm, like I said, I'm a huge fan. I've been trying to get you on the platform for a minute. Um, yeah. I've been trying to get you on the platform for a minute. I'm not going to go in to, you know, how, how we, end up, how, how we here now. Bottom line, you're here now. So I'm here. I'm here. I'm so happy you, you got me on the show. Happy to be here. No doubt. No doubt. So look. I remember the first time me hearing of you was on um, Knife Wonders uh, Project. I believe it was like Death of a Pop Star. Okay. And yeah, uh, that was like my first. You re- you remember that? I do. It's my first feature. <laughs> okay. So that was the first time. So I'm like, I'm like, wow, this is different. Like, I, you know, this was different as, as far as David Banner doing a project with a producer such as Knife Wonder. But now mm-hmm. I hear this beautiful voice and I'm like, mm-hmm. who is this? Like, this is, this is different. This is different. So, boom. Next thing you know, the letter drops with mm-hmm. you and Sky Zoo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is, this <laughs> is, I gotta, I gotta see who this woman is, man. She's, Knife Wonder is working with a female, with, with a woman singer. I've, I haven't seen him work with a, a singer before, male or, or female. So, mm-hmm. um, I say that to say this. I've been a fan ever since then. That's, we talking, What's that? 2010? Years, 11 years now. Yeah, yeah. So we talk about 20, yeah, exactly. 11 years. So yeah. what I want to do, I know, I know. I, I'm telling you, like I said, I, I know. Thank you. thank you so much. I, I no. say, I'm just taking it all in, but thank you. It's nothing, Miss Victoria. Like I said, this is, I, I love what you're doing. First of all, again, um, words cannot explain how much I appreciate artists like you for just continue to be able to um craft these beautiful songs and love what they're doing and continue to push the culture as far as um rhythm and blues but um what i want to do is i want to go to the beginning i want to start from the beginning if you don't mind okay let's go i'm ready let's go so i know you're from north carolina 
Now, I got family in North Carolina, but I don't know exactly. I hear different things. I hear you from Wilson. I hear you from Charlotte. I hear you from Raleigh. Now that I got Miss Victoria on the platform, I'm going to ask, where are you exactly from? Okay, so I was born in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay. Um, I was born there. Um, both of my family, like my mom and my dad's side, are from Fayetteville. Mm. Um, my mom's a single parent, and her and I and my little sister, we moved to Wilson, North Carolina when I was eight years old. Wilson is Eastern North Carolina. So um, we moved there for my mom's job in like 98, 99 or something like that. And that's where I finished high school. That's where I grew up. Mm. However, my dad, uh, who was still involved in my life as well, um, he he never left Fayetteville. So, you know, I, every other weekend or whatever, I would go to Fayetteville too. So. I was in both Wilson and Fayetteville because, like I said, my family's from Fayetteville. So I was always in Fayetteville visiting. But where I grew up and came up is Wilson, North Carolina. After um, after high school, that's when I went to Raleigh for college. Mm, Okay, because I got like I said, I got family down in uh, North Carolina. Matter of fact, I got family down down in Fayetteville. So, you know, that's 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 dope that you you know that. There's a little connection right there. We got a little connection as far that's as you know, that, that, that North Carolina, co- that North Carolina thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so look, so again, like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, but what I want to know is like, how long have you been singing and what inspired you? I have been singing since I was like four or five years old. My mom um, sings. Um, okay. She used to do it more professionally when I was a kid. But um, she did uh, stage plays. She played in a cover band internationally. So by the time I was like four or five years old, she was teaching me how to harmonize. Her and my dad tell me I picked it up naturally. Um, But started there just mimicking her, watching her, and then, um, you know, singing in pageants and then singing in the children's choir. And then eventually, you know, growing up and and into, you know, later years of school, doing things like vocal ensemble and musical theater, too. So I've been doing it for most of my life. (laughs) Professionally, I've been doing it since 2010. Um, You know, I I started my career in 2010 or Really, my first time. Oh, hold on, let's. Hey, Miss Victoria, let's go back a little bit. So I want to. You mentioned. Okay, you mentioned your mother. Yeah, you mentioned your mom was a was a was a professional singer. You said she's a singer in a cover band. And so, is it safe to say that your mom is one of your inspirations? Because that was going to be my next question. Like, what were some of your musical? Um, you know, what what was some of the some of your musical um, influences? Um, of course, my mom first for sure. Um, it ranges. It ranges from. Let's talk about it. Come on, we. Hey, I got, I got, I got a songbird here. Like we it's got, no, we about to go in. It really <laughs> is. Um, it goes back to my mom introduced me to Shaka Khan, Patti LaBelle, Mary J. Blige, Whitney, um, and then you know into the '90s. I was a big girls group fan. In Vogue, my mom loved In Vogue too. SWV was one of my personal favorites. Um. You know, Tamia was one of my favorites and influences. Beyonce, Destiny's Child, um, 
Jill Scott, Erica Badu. I told you it was range, right? I told you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's dope. That's dope. Because I like um, when I interview artists like yourself, this is special to me because you know I'm I I, I still appreciate like traditional rhythm and blues. And mm -hmm. as far as you know, traditional rhythm and blues go, you know, to me, you're one of those unique artists that's still carrying the torch. So I want to know where, you know, why and where you get the inspiration to continue to to carry this torch, because a lot of artists are going in different directions as far as rhythm and blues. So when I get an artist such as yourself, I like to, you know, get a little background as far as, you know, you know, the upbringing yeah. and, and, the, and the musical knowledge. So that's dope. I appreciate I see, it. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, I can see I can see why you so dope. Like you naming Rufus and Shaka Khan and Mary J. Blind. So. You know, we can. I could talk all day about yeah, that. yeah, real music head. Um, and that's just from my mom's side. Like my dad was like on the other side, jazz, Commodores, Earth, Wind, and Fire, like constantly playing that um that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm hold, on, one, hold on one second. I'm gonna make sure my headphones. Can you hear me properly? I can. Okay, it kind it kind of disconnected. I'm gonna have to edit all of that. I apologize. Okay. Good? okay. So, yeah, anyways, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can all. Yeah, you're good. It's just something. Okay. I'm gonna edit that. Um. So okay. anyway, I wanna I wanna ask this question. You know, when I think of like you know, think of what you do and and what you bring to the uh, the R and B uh, culture. You know, I, I watch you on uh, on the internet on YouTube, and you're a great live performer. Um, with that being said, what is uh, when was the first time that you ever performed live? I think you froze up. Oh, hello? I can hear you. You okay? Okay, we back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. The first time I performed live. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Um, let me think. Let me think. And how was that? How was that experience? You know. That's a good question. I don't even know about it before. Um, the first time I performed live, shoot, I have to think about it. But I know one of the first times I performed live. Um, Come on! <laughs> like, I know you. I know you. You've been, you been doing this. You've been. You've been doing this thing for so long. You've been doing this thing for so long. I guess you probably right? feel like like um, like. You've been doing this like since you came out the womb, but you know what I'm saying? I, like, but I would say um 2010, I performed on the Monique show with Whoa. David Banner. Okay. And, um, I mean, that was my first live. Talk season. about that. Talk talk about that experience. Talk about meeting David Banner. Like, what was that like, you know? What well, was that that's like? what I was saying. That well, that was like my, my first live TV experience. But um, meeting David Banner was cool. You know, what I'm saying I was young. I was 19. Yeah. Um, just in the studio every day. Um, writing. I didn't have class. I was there writing, and yeah. um, you know, just trying to capitalize on my crowd. So one day yeah. I was in there writing. And Nike gave me some beats. I was at the desk writing, had my headphones in, and he walked in. I didn't know nothing about them doing a the project at all. Okay. And um, he was just humble, down to earth, mad cool. Him and Nike had the idea, asked me to jump on the song. I just happened to right. be there. And that's what it was. So we've been family ever since, you know. That's what's up. 
David Brenner, um, great people. Okay, so so Miss Victoria, when like like when I think of your sound, like how would you describe what you do? Would you consider what you do like neo soul or mm-hmm. like you know? Because you know some artists don't like to be put in different subgenres. But what would you classify? Because you got a very I don't know if you noticed, but you have a very unique sound. So I want to hear from your mouth. Like, what would you classify what you do? Well, thank you. I feel like a lot of people I haven't even I haven't even put out like all the sides of me. So um, I definitely can't put myself in a box, but I don't mind being known for doing R&B. Like I will put myself in that box, R&B and soul. There we go. Um, that's what it is, you know. R and B and soul is what I have. I feel like it's different elements to that, depending on what the project is. You might get a more funkier side, you might get more jazzier right. side. It just depends on the project. So it's like the more I put music out, the more I can articulate who I am. Okay, okay. Which so let's fast. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. See, this is the thing. I know all the projects. Like I said, ever since you came out. I've, I've I've got all I have all the projects, you know what I'm saying. Okay. I, have, I, I can't yeah, so wait to see your collection. Like we're we're really just getting started. Yeah, so I I I know the catalog. So that's why I ask you. I hope you have a little time because here on the Bridge of the Generation podcast, we don't just talk about a bunch of meaningless conversation. We get into that music. Okay. And, your, and what you do is worthy of really getting into. So with that being said, let's fast forward a little bit. Okay. So here we are. 2009, 2010. I correct me on the on the year. Mm-hmm. You 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 um you meet Knife Wonder. Right now, tell me tell me how did that you know how did you end up connecting with uh with Knife Wonder? How did that? Um, Knife is um Knife was my professor at North Carolina Central University, Eagle Pride. Mm. Um, and he was my teacher in an elective called History of Hip Hop. And at the time when I met him and was in his class, I had recorded like two demos. It was my like one of my first times recording music ever. Okay. So um, I literally was carrying around a CD, and I heard through the grapevine that not only was he a professor, but he was an mm-hmm. amazing producer and also had yeah. access to the studio on campus at the time. Okay. So long story short, I introduced myself. And, um, you know, I made a request that I could come by and play some music. He eventually gave me the go. And um, that's where it all started, you know. The how, how long did that take? Like, what was the, how long did that process? Was it was it like <laughs> you, shopped, you, you sent a couple of emails or you sent a, a friend well, to link up to um, him and it happened like that? Or, you know, come on. We got a, I got a little time. Let's go. I you mean, said you got a little time. No, I mean, it just I would say over a span of maybe like a couple months. I will wait uh-huh. after class, you know, just talk to him about it. But the thing about it was everybody wanted to go by the studio. Everybody wanted to be an artist and be heard by night. So it uh-huh. was easy. It wasn't easy. So, um, like I said, over the span of a couple months and I actually reached out to him in an email on Facebook and he didn't respond. Right. And he was <laughs> like, I can't talk to you on Facebook. Like, so it was a yeah, I don't think I don't think yeah, um teachers and students can't like right. it's called something. I don't know what it's called. Right. I was like, by all means necessary, right? <laughs> you was really trying to get on. You was really trying to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, you know. You was persistent. So, yeah, I was. Um I was just I love music so much and yeah. I got a taste of le- um learning how to record and oh, you know, God. make songs. So I was like, 
I'm stuck yeah. on campus. I ain't had no car. I was like, I'm trying to record. So it worked out. So look, so so check this out. Because being that you are like the only singer on Jamla, mm -hmm. what made you pick, what made you, uh, you know, choose Knife One? What made you want to, you know, because um, at this time, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe he had Jamla at the time. Mm -hmm. It was so still... What, it was still forming. It was still um, forming. So what made you what made you want to uh you know what made you want to do um music with uh Knife Wonder? I would say the feeling, um, the feeling in the music, the feeling in um how the beats made me feel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everybody who was with Knife was in, I felt like I was in good company. So yeah. um, you know, being a young chick with no real true foundation, um, no leadership, um, knife and you know, the guys that he was rolling with, including shout out to E. Jones and Yeah, that's what we about to, um, we about to get into that. <laughs> and, you know, everybody just welcomed me, you know, and, and it just made me feel like I was around people who could give me the opportunity to feel free. And like no. it was like I finally met some people who were just as like dedicated to wanting to create music. Okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It just made me, it, it just felt right. I'll say that. Um, okay. Nothing I had to really think about um, strategically. Of course, you know, you think about it, the logistics of things, but when it comes to the feeling and just making music and right. wanting to grow with some folks, it was the right time and, and the right opportunity. See the reason why I see family. Yeah. See the reason why I asked that because like I said, when I first heard of you, I'm like, Knife Wonder. I don't remember Knife Wonder ever doing music with the singers. I know him from Little Brother, Jay-Z, you know, working with a lot of different, you know, dope uh MCs. So when you come along, I'm like, yo, this is interesting. This is different. So mm -hmm. that's the reason why I asked that question because yeah, you know, it's something well, that he saw he did, in um, you know he did Destiny's Child. A couple songs with them. He did "Girl." No, 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 no. I'm saying like, like he, he not, he's, he, he not, he didn't have an artist like he took under his oh, name. Okay, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, and like I didn't go in, I didn't go in trying to work with Knife thinking that I want to get signed because I didn't know it was nothing to be signed to. I yeah. just he made beats. I knew right. he was good people. Okay. I, I knew he was somebody I can learn from. Cause I learned so much from him in class, okay. and um, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to network at that point. Right. As a okay. young young book, I'm trying to network. So, I'm trying to make music. <laughs> you know? So you really so there and, and putting Jamla together, you know. So at that at that time, you really didn't have like really no aspirations of like you know signing a deal or anything like that. You was just really just trying to get your voice heard. I don't even know if it was I was trying to get my voice heard. Like I don't even know if I was to that point. I think what I was going to, what was you going to school for? If you don't mind me asking. Oh no, you fine. Communications. Okay. Uh at that time, like I'm gonna keep it real with you. Being from North Carolina, you don't really grow up having aspirations to be anything creative. Just mm. because a whole lot of people around you not ever gonna encourage you to do so. So me becoming a singer was like low key taboo. So I went to school, you know, a piece of me wanted to minor in music or major in music, but 
everything that I had been taught was like, you're not being smart about what you're trying to do. So my goal, alternatively, I would still love to do this. It actually, you know, was an option, but I was going to be like a counselor um, or work in media. So when I stumbled upon in ninth class and he just so happened to be my history hip hop teacher and he just so happened to be running the studio, it was like, oh, well, maybe I can just continue to write some songs and see what happens, you know, like almost for fun, you know right. what I mean? But did you um, ever, did you ever, like, not to cut you I off, I want you to, fun, I, but you know what I mean? I want you to finish what you were saying, but you know, listen to you tell this story. It's interesting because a lot of people don't notice, like, Knife was teaching, but he was still like working with all these superstars did you ever really look at him like wow this guy is my teacher but you know next thing you you know he's also working with jay-z he's working with destiny's child he's working with little brother and this artist and this like mm-hmm. how did that like was it was you did you ever get like i don't want to use the word starstruck but it was it ever like like very you know like yeah. unique yeah, like <laughs> yes, it was like mind blowing, like mind blowing. Like, was there like yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I will say like on a day to day basis, I I wasn't um fanning out about him because I knew he worked with these people, but these people weren't around. So being that he's so down to earth, I never was like tripping on a daily basis. But when people walk in the studio, like David yeah. Banner, you know, like yeah. Sean Price. Random people he just cool with, just so happen to come yeah. make music. I was starstruck, absolutely. You got a chance to meet Sean Price. I did. I oh. did. I met Sean. I met Sean a long, oh long time ago, and you know, seen him on several occasions. Good folks. I think. I think around that time, I think Knife did something on that uh, the Jesus Price Superstar Project around that time. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a, maybe a little bit before that, but uh. So anyway, let's fast forward a little bit. Okay. So boom, here it is. This is the project that 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 opened my eyes to what you're doing because around this time, rhythm and blues it was changing a little bit, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. So this we about to go in. So right. rhythm and blues is changing a little bit, and boom, Victoria's Secret drop. So. Mm-hmm. Tell me how was that? What was the the you know walk me through that? What was the lead up to to that Victoria's Secret project? Because to me, that was the first project that I've heard from you. Now I don't know if you had anything before that. No, nah, that was the first one. Okay, I just want to make okay, all right. And this ain't yeah. this not even no research. Like I vividly remember this. I remember reading this in like um two dope boys. Like, you know, the, they used to have blogs back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember they was talking about Heather Victoria and Knife One. I'm like, wow, this is dope. And you know, I heard the the letter, so I, oh, I, I yeah. checked the project out, and I was blown away. I'm still blown away by that project. Thank you. Thank I'm still you. blown away by that project. So, so look, tell me what uh walk walk me through that. What was the you know the inspiration as far as um putting out that first uh EP, and 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 mm-hmm. also working with uh E Jones. Um, it was dope. Um, it happened really organically. Um, we wrote it probably within a couple months and put it together. Um, it was just a lot of, you know, like personal experiences and the title was dope. It was fun. We had a really good time with it. How long did it take to, uh, how, how long did it take to record that? 
Um, I'd say like probably three or four months, if that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what made you want to link? Because you know, um, E. Jones, he pretty much produced, you know, damn near the whole project. So yeah. Well, how did you meet him, and what made you want to work with him? I met him through Knife. Like when I met Knife, he was there. Um, him and Knife were already working on different projects together. So, right. um, at the time, you know, Jones had more production for R&B singer. Right. So we just got together and put some jams together and made it do what it do. So, I mean, at, when, when you think back, you know, now it's, it's 11 years later, how do you feel overall about that project? Do you feel like it really hold, it, it really stands up? It, it, it uh, you know, stands up to a lot of the great uh, music that you have released since? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a solid project for it to be my debut. Yeah. Um, but... I'm just grown with time and I look back at that like like it's some rookie shit. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Like your EP <laughs> is better than a lot of artists, mm -hmm. you know, best projects. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I can't even really call that an EP. Is that really like an EP? It got like No, nah, Victoria's Secret and Graffiti Diary was both LPs. Yeah, I was about to say it got like 12, 12 songs, 12, 13 songs yeah, on it. LPs for sure. Um okay. And then Hip Hop Soul Lives was an EP. Boosty Cosell's EP. Oh, what I slow that? We gonna get it. That that's we gonna get it to that world. I got. See, I be having to slow y'all artists down, man, because y'all be y'all be having these 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 classes. Y'all be wanting to, you know. Hold up, let's 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 take our time. So look, like I said, I mentioned earlier about the letter. Okay. That is that's my that's my you know what right there. Mm -hmm. So talk talk to me about the making of that song, man, with the uh, with, with Sky. How did you guys put that together? You going all the way back to 2010. Huh? Yo, look, 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 I, look, I'm not going to go through every single song, but I want you to know I know the catalog, and it's an honor to I have, when I got an artist, look, I look, when I, when I have an artist like you on my platform, we need to, I, 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 want, the, I want the fans to know that this woman has some dope music, and y'all need to check this catalog out, not just her recent shit, but you need to go back, you know what I'm saying? You need to go back to hip-hop, you know, lives, the graffiti diary, all that shit. So, yeah. So let's talk about a couple. I ain't gonna look. I'm not gonna get on every single song. Mm -hmm. But that's my song right there. So I would, me being a diehard Sky Zoo fan, I just interviewed yeah. him like two weeks ago. Um, oh, no. So, yeah, yeah. That's the guy. He's a real good brother. T tell me how you guys link for that uh, that song. Well, at the time, um, he was on our label. So, you know, we just did a collaboration and i wrote i'm trying to think i don't even have to think about it but we did the letter and we had scott a feature on and we did a video shout out to kenneth price um and it was dope i, I love the song it's it's like it's some real shit. at the time i was dating somebody and we was like really happy and then he moved away Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, I gotta go there. You, I gotta go there. So on the song, you say you was dating somebody. Now I remember on the song, you, uh, you know, you need to tell me, like, is the, is that guy, is that the guy that's on? You need to tell me. Like you remember the intro, like when you guys were going to see a show. Yeah, I know. Look, I told you, I know, I know the catalog. I know the catalog. You remember? You remember? You know what I'm talking about? Uh. Oh uh, yeah, I do remember what you're talking about. Yo, you, listen, listen, I'm, I'm just listen. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm just is. 
I'm sorry. This is what we do on here. You know, we just what we do. Like I always like that song. It, it stood out. Like you know, you said you guys was you know. But um, I believe that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, no, Miss Victoria, you taking too long to answer that. You taking love. Let's move on. <laughs> that was him. On you need to tell me. I, well, I think yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a dope song, yo. That's a dope song, by the way, man. I love that song anyway, man. But I, I thought I always thought that was very clever, you know, the little intro and, you know, how y'all put that together. So I'm told you, man, I know the catalog. You're going way back to 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, let's, okay. let's keep it moving. Let's All keep right. it moving. So a lot of your songs deal with, you know, love, relationships, heartbreak. And, um, you know, but the thing, the thing I like about how you put your, your, you know, your body's, your body of work together as far as songs, you know, it's still with a, it's with a sensibility as far as like hope, you know, it doesn't say, it doesn't bring you that you hear a lot of R&B songs today. And it's kind of like, it's, I hate to use that word, but sometimes it can be kind of depressing, but it's like when listening to your, your music, you know, it seems more like, you know, more uplifting, like there's hope as far as love. So what would you, you know, Talk about that. Like, what, what's the, the creative process as far as, like, um, you know, creating songs? Um, creative process. I just do what I feel. And, you know, whether a song makes you feel depressed or uplifted, I feel like that's art. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm glad that it makes you feel uplifted, for sure. But, you know, art is art. So it's like whatever comes and whatever makes you feel might make somebody else feel differently. Um, so, you know, my creative process is just to do what I feel and, you know, just to express exactly what I'm painting in my mind for the listeners to understand and try to, you know, paint that picture for them from their perspective. No doubt. Now, look, when I say like, now this is something that I've heard. This ain't just my opinion. Like I hear people say, you know, the R&B is different. It doesn't make you feel the same way that a lot of rhythm and blues used to make you feel. So this ain't really just my opinion. It's things that I've heard. We still got, we got, I say this, I say to say this because, you know, there is artists like you that's continue to, you know, uh, push the coach as far as rhythm and blues. So I just had to, that's a, a, a disclaimer. Like I want everybody thinking like, oh, he said all oh, rhythm and blues is depressing. Like, that's not what I'm saying. So, so. No, with that with that being said, um, you know, as when you as far as like touring, on, you know, uh, excuse me. I think Hello? I lost you for a second. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can okay. hear you. Okay, so um touring that touring that uh those first couple of projects, what was some of the other um what some of the artists that you have met that you know that's kind of um you know that you some of the artists that you that you met that kind of you know, you never thought that you was going to meet, you know. On tour? Yeah. Um, well, I'm blessed to have been on one tour in my life. Um, who did I meet? Really on tour, I didn't meet a whole lot of people. Like, in New York, um, I met a couple of people that I hadn't seen. Um, let me think. I want to say Freeway. Okay. Um, you know, but I got a lot of life to live. I'm excited to meet more people. Like, you know, this. this which tour? Which, which tour was this? What, what, uh, this which was tour? Me opening up for Rhapsody. You know, I've, I've done tours, but, it, you know, this was my first national tour. Okay. So, um, 
you know, I met several, I met several people. They just might not be famous. And to me, even meeting those same people have been just as impactful, you know, DJs, promoters, all types of people. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think. It's going back for a year now, so it's going to come back to me like three questions later, like who I met. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Like take your time. So look, look. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of people say. You know, I'm not gonna say a lot of people say, but rhythm and blues has changed within the, the past ten years. And um, what would you, you know, what what do you, how do you feel about that as far as like the state of R and B, um, the state of rhythm? You know, how do you feel about that? I think the state of R&B is great. It's a lot of wonderful artists. You just got to look for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of people doing R&B. You could tell they just love R&B music. They love making music. They work with amazing musicians. So um, in my opinion, it's evolving. It's a lot better than it was probably 10 years ago, um, five okay. years ago. So we getting there. We, we outside. <laughs> that's what's up that's what's up no, and, I, and, and like i said this is the part of the conversation that i really you know we about to go in right now because this, right. this is the part of the conversation where you know a lot of times i have an artist such as yourself and i want to let you know that i appreciate what you do but also at the same time i i do acknowledge like what the, the, the state of rhythm and blues and it's not what it once was as far as like i'm old enough to remember i'm in my 40s and I'm old enough to remember when rhythm and blues and hip hop was like, you know, like neck and neck. So mm-hmm. I, I say that to say this: What do you feel? You know, what do you feel as far as it's going to it's going to it's going to take for rhythm and blues to be neck and neck? Or does it even matter? To be honest, you know. Um, I, I don't know if it matters or not to me. Um, I, as a listener, I'm just I'm just happy that people are still making music. Um. Still making good music, right? And as as you know, people continue to make great music. It continues to push the culture forward. So that's all that we can really do is appreciate those who are making good quality music, timeless music. You know, not just chasing clout, Instagram followers, all of that. Like, really, if we didn't have anything digital. If we just put physicals out, if it got to that point, right. I feel like there would be a lot of artists who could keep up and literally sell music and, you know, just provide that vibe for people when they at the crib and they just want right. to hear music. Like, mm-hmm. so if I was to say, you know, that we're in a bad place, it would be a lot because it's a lot of dope shit right now. Like so much. You just got to dig deep. And find right. you might not hear it on the radio. Right. It's out here. Who you feeling? Who you feeling today? Who am I feeling? Yeah. Um I like Brent Fayez. I like Alex Isley. He from the he from the crib too. Brent Fayez. He from oh, okay. Where you from? I'm from DC. You, you oh, see the background? Come on. You see, you, you see the background? <laughs> oh, I do see the background. Okay, that's what's up. Um yeah. Brent Fayez, Alex Isley, there's a uh, new cat out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina named Sunny Miles. Mm. Um, check him out. Mad I was just about to ask because, you know, when, some, when somebody mentioned a name that I don't know, I got, if you say, if, if Heather Victoria say they dope, I got to know who they, I got to know who they are. He is fire. 
Um, Jasmine Sullivan, of course, she set the bar for the year. Like nobody yeah. touching her vocally. The 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 project was insane. Um, yeah, her new her new shit is concept was crazy. Like mm -hmm. I love her. Um, her her is dope. You know, it's a lot of people I live in right now. Right. So so when you so so when you sit back and you look at R and B. So basically what you're telling me is as far as like in your world, you know where to find the dope R&B. You know the dope. You know you know where it's at. Because a lot of people say, oh, they don't make it like it used to be. But, you know, people like yourself, they exist. And here you are, you naming all these dope artists. So basically what you're saying, like they're out there, but you just have to look a little harder. Right. Exactly. Okay. You got to find it. You just got to find it. Right. Okay, mm -hmm. so what's what, give me your? I'm gonna say this. Give me your, mm, give me your three, your top three R&B albums of all time. Ooh, all time. All time, R&B. Hmm, that's a hard one. I'm gonna go with "Marry My Life" for show. Okay. Um. I don't know. I can't choose. What if I make? What if I make it five? Nah, I mean, if I because if I I know it's hard. If I narrow it down to three, that's a little harder. What if I give you five? All right, can we come over today, boyfriend? I don't. I don't know. I'll be sitting here like my top five. I can't. It's all good. Well, how about this? Give me your. Give me your top three R and B artists. Artists. Of all time. Top three no, R &B no, now this is what we gonna do five. Give me your top five. Top five top R and B artists yeah. ever. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna say Luther Vandross. No particular order either. You don't have to. You know, no order. No order. Luther. Okay. We're gonna definitely go with Luther. We're gonna go with Mary. Ooh. I'm gonna have to go with Tamia. I'm gonna have to go with yeah. mm -hmm. okay. Let's see. Um to me it's dope as hell. Two more. Man. Two more. You ain't got no you ain't got no brothers on there. What's going what's up with that? You ain't got I no say guys on there. I said okay, my bad. I apologize. You did say Luther. <laughs> I'm tripping. Um dang man. This is hard. I ain't trying to look. You can choose who. I'm gonna say Beyonce. I'm, I'm gonna say Beyonce, and I'm gonna go with Anita Baker. Okay. 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 I can't. I, I can't be mad That's at that. Still unfair. I don't like choosing tops because it's too many people that just. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said I say I can't. I can't just you know just limit you to three, five. I think it'd be a little. It's a little easy. It's still hard, but it's a little. It's like, I gotta throw shot, eh? Like, come on. Yeah, man. yeah. You leaving you know the Aretha <laughs> and Gladys Knight and yeah, you know. all time. Like, it's never fair. No, no doubt, no doubt. So look, um, how does it feel like to be the only singer on Chamblin? <laughs> um, it feels cool. It's been like that forever. I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, I learn a lot from everybody on the team. Um. We, you know, we've been rocking for a minute, so it's fun. I love it. You know. Okay. 
What makes uh you know what 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 is it like working with Knife One? Working what makes him so unique, you know? It's dope. He always learned it from him. He's an, a magician of a producer, not just a beat maker, but a producer. Like when it comes to producing the song, you know, the arrangement, you know, everything. He just he right. like that. So the go. Does knife like? Cause, you know, because when I, I I watch a lot of different videos and you know interviews with him and his his knowledge of um, music is vast, it's ridiculous. Um, and I say that to say this: like, is he the type of dude? Like, does he really like rhythm and blues music like that? Do he? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You ain't never watched none of his not um his lives on Instagram. I say yeah, yeah, but I'm you know I'm trying to figure out like. See, this is the thing. A lot of times, uh, producers, they listen to certain uh, music so they can sample. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, is he like really like, you know, is he really like sitting back listening to like Sade and you know what I'm saying? Or is he just listening to it, you know? He balanced. He, balance. he like rap and R&B. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what makes, uh, what makes uh, Jamless so unique, you know? Like what makes him so like... So special. Why do why do you you like uh, Jamla so much? Why do I like been rocking with him? Yeah, because you've been rocking. Nah, I say that because you've been rocking with Jamla for a minute, and you guys are, in my opinion, you guys dope as hell. So you've been here for a minute. So what, tell me, you know, I want the fans to know why you guys so unique. Because I can tell you why I feel you guys unique, but I want to hear from you. Oh, um, I would say that everything be just so soulful, so authentic. Um. Everybody on my camp love music through and through. I think we'll do music even if we didn't get paid to do it. So it's just it's just a vibe. Mm -hmm. um, okay. okay. It's just a vibe. So that's what's up. Now let's fast forward again. Here we go. 2019, the end of 2019, you released one of my favorite projects, favorite RB projects of the year, um, uh, Boutique Hotel. Now this one right here. Tell me about the growth. Tell me about, you know, from 2010 up until this project. Tell me, you know, how much you feel like you have grown as far as like an artist and, you know, what was the inspiration going into this particular project? You, I know you released two dope projects in between that, um, you know, but this one right here, I would, if you could just break this one down. Okay, for sure. Um, it was a lot of growth between 2010 and now. Um, well, in 2019, which was, I can't believe, two years ago. Um, it seemed like yesterday. It does. It does. Um, you know, I, I went from being a 19-year-old girl to becoming, you know, in my late 20s. Right. So I experienced everything under the sun from a couple of, you know, relationships that didn't work out. Right. Uh, one of those being real toxic, um, you know, a lot of self-discovery, a lot of failure, mm -hmm. um, you know, which made for the content of Boutique Hotel. But on that project, I was real vague about things. Right. So in this upcoming project and in, in this upcoming work, I look forward to sharing, you know, more of those stories in detail, being more vulnerable to um, to you guys. So that's what's um, up. You know, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of discovery, a lot of um, no's, um, you know, a lot of potential big things happening that didn't. Right. Um, 
And like I said, you know, just removing myself from um, toxic relationships, you know, dealing with people who were emotionally abusive, um, you know, a lot of like finding the value in self-love is what happened. Um, a lot of mistakes. So, you know, that's just not not just me. That's most people in their 20s. Right. You know, between 20 years old and 29 years old, so much happens. So much, you know, um, so many mistakes are made. So many lessons are learned. So in a nutshell, that's what Boutique Hotel was about. You know, my song One Love is talking about loving yourself. In that song, what I meant was, letting go of a toxic family member. So it's not always about a man. Like it's sometimes it's family, you know, sometimes it's friends. Um, so it was just a lot of stuff that I was getting off my chest and, um, you know, just trying to explain. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you lead off that album with one of, in my opinion, one of the songs of the year. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying R&B songs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, Whatever, like this is one of my favorite songs of 2019. You know what I'm talking about. You talking about Japan? Exactly. <laughs> you get, I, see, this is what we talk about. We you you have to break down that particular song right there because it is so much going on in that song. They don't make songs like that anymore. You don't hear songs like that. Thank you. Yeah, that's um, right. Talk Japan, about that a little bit. Japan um was like a mystery song because I never actually been to Japan. Um, but it was like one of those things like a fantasy, something you imagine doing and right. like a fantasy world, right? But it's almost like one of those things where you want to escape reality with somebody that you love and care about the most and right. somebody who understands you the most and thinking about literally escaping your reality and going somewhere that you've never been before. Okay. Um and to this day, I still have new people listening to Japan. Um, and it's really empowering and humbling. <laughs> um, so I still feel like Japan could be a big hit one day, like later than you mm -hmm. know, like tardies to the party type thing. Yeah. I'm gonna speak that into the atmosphere. So there you go. <laughs> that, not just that 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 song, but we got sunbeam and but my, mm -hmm. like, my, listen, so you got some joints on there, man. We are uh, my you. favorite, Raheem Devon. I can talk about, like I said, not only is that one of my favorite songs of that year, that, that album is mm -hmm. one of my favorite albums of 2019. Like, I did a list, Thank I did a list you. of my top 20 albums, and I believe I had that at number 11. It's, wow, it's, thank yeah, you it's, so much. Yeah, you only. R&B uh, album that made my top 20. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, um, and you know, we dropped in in October 2019. October so, 2019, yeah. Um, well, it came out on my son's birthday. Uh, that's what's up. Was it October 11th? I think. Yep. Yeah. October the so, October the, his birthday is the 10th. So okay, I guess yep. the day after. Yeah, the day after. Uh -huh. But is it? I was but, close. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? I just trust God's plan. We dropped in in October, then the holidays hit. I didn't do, mm -hmm. I didn't get to do the rollout that I wanted to. A lot of people that don't know that, but a lot Why of people, it was just things that happened behind the scenes. We lost a little bit, um, 
you know, of some of my. I wanted to people. see you tour. I, I really not not to cut you off, but man, <laughs> I have to see you perform live. Like I, I would love, I would pay damn near anything to see you perform that song live. Like the instrumentation on that song is just unbelievable. It's kind of reminiscent of like, like old school Sade, Maxwell, Tony, Tony Tone. Like it's, you know, like you don't hear songs that go that long and lift with just, you know, with the, with the, you know, the beautiful string section. And, mm. you know, you just, it is, I can't even put words, <laughs> words can't even explain how much I love that song, you know. Thank you. Uh, shout out to the musicians. Um, who produced know, that, by the way? Who produced that? It was it was organically made by these musicians. Um, I had to shout them out. Russell on uh, guitar. He literally started a guitar lick, and everybody else built off of that. Um, Crisis um, was. Um, definitely a backbone in helping to produce all of the instrumentation. Um, Howard on keys, John on uh, drums, um, Duran on saxophone, um, Drew on the bass. Um, everybody just came together organically. Literally, literally, we were there like to just to rehearse putting instrumentation on some of the other songs we had already done, and. Um, yeah, it just happened just like that, and it was really. It was like a like what you call like a jam session. A jam session, yeah, exactly. And then we put words to it, and it was it was wonderful. Japan is somewhere I always wanted to go. Before the pandemic happened, I was pretty. Cause I was just about to ask. I was just about to ask. Have you been since? Like, yeah. Recording video, like yeah. seriously, like just trying to continue to expand, like. Um, like I was trying to say earlier, like the pandemic happened and it put me in a place where I I couldn't, you know, do everything I wanted to do with the project because literally we were just trying to figure out how to survive and what was going on with the coronavirus. So um, literally as soon as we got off tour in March, um, that's when everything started as far as the stay at home orders and everything like that. So. All of my plans that I had for Boutique Hotel went out the window. So by July, I just started working on new stuff. So I'm really excited to share with you guys some new stuff uh, this year. Yeah. Now that Boutique Hotel, like I said, I'm I'm definitely letting everybody I know within is reach. Hey, like y'all need to hear that. Like I, I've been doing that for the past, what we talk about, uh, year and a half, year and some change or whatever. So that's my again. That's my favorite, uh, you know, R&B project of 2019. You did that, and shout out to uh, Raheem Devon. He also from the crib. You got him on yes. two joints. Yeah, amazing. I love Raheem. Mm -hmm. He's he's just like an impeccable artist. But if you like Lucy Hotel, you really gonna like what we're working on next. Um, I'm excited to get some things finished up for you guys. You know, just look forward to sharing some new stuff with you guys. No doubt. No because no. Them dropped two years ago almost. Like, I know, I know. That's the crazy thing about it. But to me, like, see, the thing is, like, and it's not even just, to be honest, it's not even just Boutique Hotel. I listened to Victoria's Secret and Graffiti Diary. I listened to the project as if they came out yesterday. So to me, like, your music stayed in heavy rotation. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though, like I said, we're talking 10 years ago, but. It, I, I I do I see the growth 
but you I don't think you realize, man, how you came out. Like you really set the standard really high. And I feel like you lived up to that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Like I told you, we just can't start it. Like, um, you know, anybody who's listening, please, you know, go back and listen to my old projects, Victoria's Secret, Graffiti Diary, Hip Hop So Lives, and now Boutique Hotel. But I'm still young. I still got a lot in me to talk about, a lot to get off my chest. So I just want to right. to all the new music that, you know, is to come, you know. So just get ready, y'all. Like, we just no, I'm, I'm hip. I'm hip. I'm, all, I'm ready. I'm ready. Up. We just buckling up. All right. Like I said, I hate and I hate to I, I hate to say this like, oh, man, I wish people more people know would know who you know, who who you are. But in my world, like you're a list like you like in my world, you had the, the creme of the creme. Like you're you're mainstream to me. Like that's just what it is. You ain't no. You know what I'm saying? You're a mainstream artist in my book. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. So, Thank you. So look, so look, um, I want to talk about, you know, we about to get out of here. But I, before we go. You know, you also uh, Jamla also has one of another one of my favorite uh, artists, and that artist is Rhapsody. So, you know, talk about your uh, relationship with Rhapsody. You know, my relationship with Rhapsody um, is cool. Like that's my big sis. You know, I don't know how to explain it. You just think about somebody really close to that's like your brother, your sister. Y'all got different mamas. It's the same thing. You know, I've been knowing rap since the beginning. Um, we both from the 252, which is Eastern North Carolina. Okay. Uh, we always winding off of that. You know, we, we've been getting it out of the mud together. So hmm. that's big sis. Um, I'm so proud of her. You know, it ain't just yeah, no she won that, she won that um no, we, we really we really cool like that. Like that's my sis way. That's my my laughing buddy. What you think um, about her winning that lyricist of the year? For the, the BET Awards, that was dope. What you think? I'm still taking that in. I'm still taking that in. Um, I'm just so happy and excited and proud. I've seen her from day one, so you know it, it's inspiring. And I'm always over the moon happy for her because um, she deserves it. She deserves it. That's what's she up. More and she deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. You know, like um, matter of fact, the crazy thing is, I remember hearing about you before I heard about Rhapsody. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I remember you guys, both of you guys. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you got both of you guys came out around the same time. She was with a group. Yeah, she was with um Cooley High first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Cooley. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Cooley. They from North Carolina too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we out here. I know you just man. North Carolina got some talent. I don't know what yeah. you talking about, man. Y'all got some. I hear what you're saying, but I yeah, you guys got some talent in North Carolina. Like just on Jamla alone, I mean, you guys got one of my favorite singers yourself, one of my favorite rappers not not female rappers, but rappers. Period. And then one of my favorite pro- producers with E Jones and Knife Wonder. So y'all making some noise, and y'all been putting it down for for a minute, you know. Um, so with all that being said, you know, who would you like to work with next in the future? Um, I look forward to working with, ooh, I don't know, producers or artists. Whatever. Artist, producer, it don't matter. Um, I would love to continue to work with my man, Raheem Devon. Um, 
I would love to work with Terrence Martin. Um, oh, dang, girl. You know. Yeah. yeah talking music now. <laughs> yeah, Robert Glasper, um, Alex Isley. I love her stuff. Um, I now, she's related to one of the Isley, but that's one of the. Yeah, the that's boys, right? yeah, that's her uncle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, those those are the ones that come to mind. So. Okay. So what what is what is like uh, some of your interests outside of music? You know, what are you into outside of music? What I love, I love music. I love movies. Um, I like hanging out with my family. I'm a pretty chill person. Um, yeah, that's about it. Music, movies, family. What type of movies you into? Horror, horror beauty, flicks, beauty drama, stuff, hair, makeup, okay. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. So, what would you like to do more in the future? Like, what would you what you see yourself doing in like you know probably like the next five ten years? On um, the next five ten years, I see myself doing music, still doing shows, touring, um, being a mom, you know, being a wife. Um, Living my best life, seeing my fans in person, you know. Yeah, I can't wait till that happens. I gotta, I, <laughs> I have to see you perform live. Like, know what you need? I want to see you perform that boutique hotel album. Like, at least give me half of that. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to do shit out, and I'm gonna still be doing boutique hotel too because this boutique hotel happening. Mix them. That's what I say half. Nah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, do half of it because you got the new, you got the new shit coming, and then you can yeah. throw in that boutique because the, the songs on that, like I said, I haven't heard the new shit. Of course, no one heard it yet, but that right, boutique, right. I don't think you realize how dope you sitting here just like just very nah, nonchalant, I, like I, I, like I you, you don't think you realize you put out a masterpiece. Like, I, I'm, I'm very, I don't give out compliments like that often, and you know, like. <laughs> like for R&B projects, for new for newer R&B projects, I don't mm -hmm. I don't give that type of you know that type of praise to newer R&B projects, and I'm just blown. I'm I'm truly blown away by Thank what you, you just put out. I appreciate it. No, you know, you tell like I appreciate you saying it's a masterpiece. I think it's a masterpiece as well. You know, I'm an independent artist, and we just getting it how we live, and um. It just so happened to come out a few months before the pandemic. And, you know, I trust God it is what it is. I hope that people continue to listen to it and, you know, it'll be a timeless record. But we for sure got new music on the way. It's going to continue to move on. And I hope that people go back and catch up to it. So how far along you you on um, the new project? Uh, I would say I'm about like 65, 70%. Um, you know, just continue to take my time, work with different artists, um, work with different Any features. Producers. No features, okay. no, no okay. features. Um, you know, nothing is solid. Um, I'm just continuing to try to find the sound of the project, but I, I'm almost there and I can't wait to share it with y'all. We're getting more raw, we mm. get more detail, we get more vulnerable, a little bit more vocal production. Um, we're gonna turn up. So I'm That's excited. I'm excited. It's time to stop talking back. I'm gonna show y'all the real. All right. I'll, I'll, you know what? Man, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you got some big shoes to fill, girl, because 
that boutique hotel that set the bar very high but knowing the type of artist that you are i could see you really living up to that because going back to your first project you've been very consistent as far as releases you know there really hasn't been you know any letdown so i, I salute you for that you know. thank you so much i can't wait to share the new music with you and everybody uh, we yeah. definitely um you know just trying to get better with each project so please you know continue to rock with Boosie costell but just know what we got coming is gonna be fire good. coming for sure 20 and 2021 2021 okay i'm be waiting i'm be waiting so look before we get out of here i want to ask you like you know what would you you know everybody's like people say oh the state of r&b is not what it once was and you know you got artists like yourself that still again they still carrying that torch so what would you give to what type of advice would you give to like an aspiring artist who want to do traditional rhythm and blues such as yourself and you know don't use auto-tune or anything like that they want to you know they want it to be like you said organic and authentic what type of advice would you give to a, like an aspiring um, uh, R&B uh, artist? Uh, my advice to anybody aspiring to do them, or do R&B, traditional R&B, is to stay true to you, stay true to who you are, and don't follow trends because mm -hmm. nothing is trendy about traditional R&B music. Nothing is trendy about. Hold up! Stop! Say that again. Say that again, please. <laughs> Say that again. Nothing is trendy about traditional R&B music. Facts. Nothing facts. is trendy about classic music of any genre. So if it's what you love and what's on your heart, what you desire to do, right. do it. You don't have to follow what's going on right now because clearly this music from 25, 30 years ago and, you know, the style of that, you know, the musicianship in that, legacy in that that will never ever change so if that's something that inspires you why not continue to follow in the footsteps of those people that's so real. just do you and know that that is always enough period no, no, no. i like i like that that's that's some, some great great words to close this uh you know close close this show man i really appreciate you know what you what you have brought to uh rhythm and blues man i i just look forward to you. what you got going on in 2021 and i want the fans to go ahead and cop that uh that boutique hotel you know they need to go ahead and go back to victoria's secret and graffiti yes. Gallery. yes it's some it's some it's some hidden gems in that uh catalog of um heather victoria man it's a, and again it's an honor to have you here on the platform thank you so much for having me no doubt no doubt happy so, to be here and we're gonna continue to make this Black music thing keep rocking. No and, no. You know, it's up and it's stuck. Yeah. Shout out to Cardi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just glad that you know. I, I, I do want to say this though, if you don't mind. Like, you ever thought about like possibly doing like a show, like, like you know, everybody doing these like these uh, concerts on Instagram. Like, you ever thought about that? Like, give us a little sample because I would, I would love to see you some of them songs it's like i don't even care if you have like an mp3 play i just want to hear your voice over the music like yeah. i want to hear your live voice over recorded music i just i i, I need to see it i need to hear it man i'm sorry well i did do like an instagram live um session it's on my igtv right now we did like a instagram live show 
back in November. How the hell I missed that? Or October, I can't remember. But How the yeah. hell did I miss that? Yeah, go check it out. It's on my IG live right now. I follow you. I don't remember that. That's crazy. Hey, that's them Instagram algorithms. It's 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 ugly right now. Like it's it's different right now. Everybody's still <laughs> not showing up on a timeline. This app is getting out of control. So um, but yeah, it's on my IG um TV. You can check it out right now. I am gonna try and do more stuff as far as content um that you you know can see. I am gonna do something for YouTube this week, so um you can stay tuned for that. Um, but in the meantime, in the interim, I just been working on new music behind the scenes and um you know gearing up for um new content and and all the stuff that's to come from my new project. So if I feel if I seem a little distant as far as the content and the singing. It's because I'm working and I'm trying to get ready for the next project. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you you know, you're not as active on 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 IG like a lot of artists. You know what I'm saying? But I can tell, like, when you see stuff like that, when you see that, when I notice that, I'm like, yo, she's working. That's what she doing. She working. She ain't got time to be on Instagram every day and whatever. She working. We it's some it's some it's some fire that's about to come out. Mm -hmm. so. I try I try to be active, um, but at the same time, like. I've been doing this for over 10 years, so I've come from a different time. Like, um, but I, I will say I'm trying to adapt. I'm trying to do better. Oh, stop, stop. Hello, okay. hello. We back, we back. Yeah, um, I got to edit that. Okay. No, you were saying but, um, you were trying to I was just saying that I, I'm trying to do better. I, I told myself this year I am going to try and start singing more um, for social media because every time I get in the studio or I sing live, I have people that be like, I didn't know you could sing like that. You know, woody, woody, woody. and I just be like, I, I told my manager the other day, I was like, I'd be more nervous to sing for Instagram than I am to sing live because People can like immediately like just critique you, like comments and all that stuff. But I'm gonna stop being scary. I'm gonna try to get with the news. Girl, you need to get out there, girl. Like, <laughs> nah, you got some, like, you you got you you got some classic material that I think you know fans like myself would love to hear. Like, I don't think you realize how special of a you know of a talent that you are. And I know I don't. Let me say this. I don't think you know how unique. And special of a talent that you are, and um, mm -hmm. I don't. It's it's just an honor to have you here on the platform, and I just look forward to just many great things in 2021, 2022, and you know, that's pretty much it. So again, thank you for having well, me. I appreciate yeah, any, it so much. Any last words? Any last words? Um, not really. I mean, last words. I would I would just say thank you guys for supporting me. Um, thank you for having me on your podcast. Um. Thank you to each and everybody who's listened to my project, Boutique Hotel. Um, just know that we've been working hard um, on the next project and for new music for you guys. We ain't stopping. We ain't letting this corona stop us. I know that's right. We continuously making good music. Um, myself and my team, Jambler Records, um, Shouts to Knife Wonder. And um, I am just extremely grateful for this opportunity to be able to create music and do what I love. So thank you for the interview. 
And I look forward to sharing more music with you. And I thank you for being a fan of my music since way back. It means a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's an honor. Like I said, it's not. Thank you for being patient because the real ones, we taking the long route, okay? Nah, that's not, you know, I rather I rather have quality over quantity any day. So, Maybe. you know, that when you release projects, your projects last me for two, three years. I'm good. I I don't need a Heather Victoria project every. If I get it, I'm not gonna complain. Mm-hmm. But again, um, you know, you 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 put a lot into your music, so it carries over for years and years and years. So, um, before we get out of here, um, where can people find your music, and where can they find you out on social media? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Heather uh, two underscores Victoria. I'm on Twitter at I am Heather B. On all music platforms, uh, DSPs, you can find me at Heather Victoria. And the latest project is called Boosie Cotel. And the next project, I already got a name for it. Y'all stay tuned. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to share it with you guys. You know, going to get it all the way together. Just stay tuned. We got you. That's what's up. Look, I'm Malaka Reed. This Bridging the Generation podcast. We got the one and only songstress, songbird, the beautiful Heather Victoria. We signing out. Peace. Bye. Have a good night.